This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um, Make sure you go. Grace and the team have uh, Bill Blaster. This is to give you operating leverage, make your job easier. Grace, if uh, if you can with Carly Bonet and our Telegram team and others, and also all the chats, let's get uh, let's get this out. Free app, download it. Makes your job a lot easier because hey, we're gonna have some big work to do. If they drop this legislation, the text early next week, it's game on, and this is gonna be a big battle. Remember, this is a hundred billion dollar supplemental. <laughs> On top of the core budget was as a $2 trillion deficit we can't finance. We're either going to force the Japanese and the Chinese and others to buy it, buy bonds, or we're just going to print additional money. So you figure it out. It's one of the reasons we're, we're, we're um, a huge advocate of you understanding the macro, but going and finding out about precious metals like a birch gold. You just got to go do it. You got to immerse yourself in these topics today kind of your homework assignments. We would love it for it to be another way, but it's not. Now, why are we in this situation in the Senate and the Hill? You've seen these guys, Langford and these guys, and they're all from this. They're all from MAGA places. They're all from places of overwhelming support for the president's agenda, the American First agenda, the uh, MAGA agenda. That's what makes it so tough and, and galling. Nebraska, too, don't have finer patriots in this country than out there. Uh, Big news coming out today. I want to introduce Dan Fry. Dan, you've got some big news. This audience takes particular umbrage with the sitting congressman out there because he's on MSMS. We play a lot of clips from uh, General uh, Don Bacon uh, because he says some of the dumbest things we've ever heard. And so we put it into our cold open often. And we were wondering when somebody's going to have the courage to stand up and take him on. I guess you have an announcement today. Well, uh, the, we we actually filed last Friday, but it's uh, it, it wasn't kept secret very well, but uh, doesn't need to be. You know, Don Bacon, the fact that he's given you the headlines to run with, he's been wrong on more votes than he's been right on. He was certainly wrong on DACA. He was certainly wrong on the $1.3 trillion um, infrastructure bill. He was wrong on the hundreds of billions of dollars that he's sending to uh, Ukraine. And back during the uh, fight for speaker, he was certainly wrong when he couldn't find his his uh, conservative credentials to vote for Jim Jordan, but instead recommended that he might reach across the aisle and work with the Democrats to get a speaker. So, yeah, this this is long overdue, Steve. Why uh, you almost got to Congress a couple of years ago? Tell us tell us about that story. It was because in, in, well, we, in we if had you had very, the backing of the podcast, the podcast and the war room and things like that, people would have better known your story. But what happened back then? Well, it was it was interesting because we had a very similar situation. We had we had a, a Republican that ran on conservative values and principles, but they legislated with the Democrats. Um, this was ten years ago, and ten years ago, uh, we had just turned the uh, the healthcare system over to the government. We just bailed out the auto industry. We just bailed out the the um, banking system, and we were thirteen and a half trillion dollars in debt. And and the folks with the the uh, shovel kept digging. 
So we, uh, we launched a campaign against a 16-year, eight-term incumbent, and we were outspent by over 10 to 1. We, we came about 2.9% short of making history that night. So that's one thing about Nebraska. When the, when the constituents decide that they've had enough, they will come out. And one of the things that we had the advantage of is we, we, once we got in front of people and we, we communicated the message, they, they, they were in. So yeah, being outspent 10 to one, um, we, we still came 2.9% uh, of making history. So we, we like our odds this time around. Look, Nebraska is one of the great states, one of the greatest states in this union. Fantastic people, great people, but it's a place you got to get on it to to make a living. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a harsh natural environment, although very beautiful. Are the folks out there they're practical because they have to be practical? The, the, what are they? What are the constituents in two? Because this is what we can't figure out. You got so many great people. It's a you know pioneer state, frontiersmen, agriculture, obviously very sophisticated now with the big cities going up, the universities, but it's got these kind of core American values that, that our republic's based on. And people can't figure out, you know, Bacon just didn't think about it. Bacon was on MSNBC saying he's working with Democrats. We have to work with Democrats. We need, he was calling it a mess and a fiasco. And you got to have, you know, you got to have a compromise candidate. What do those folks out there in the district actually think? Well, Bacon wants to refer to this as a purple district. And I will tell you, Nebraska is a red state. It starts to look a little bit purple in this district when the conservatives that, that the Republicans vote to send to Washington don't lead, and then they just stay home. So then it looks like like the, the balance of powers or the uh, votes are trending Democrat. It's because the, the Republicans are sick and tired of lackluster individuals that they send to D.C. and, and legislate with, with the Democrats. So it's, it's not purple. It's a red state. Leadership, talk about, give us a little about your curriculum vita. Give us a little bit about your history. Well, I, I come from the business community. So I've, I've held executive and leadership positions throughout the uh, business technology industry. Here's the deal. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily long to be a congressman or go to D.C., but we've got to start sending somebody to D.C. that's going to go and, and figuratively have, have the... Uh, the guts to, to flip a few tables and draw lines that we won't cross. So for me, you know, I'm, I'm walking away from a very nice career potentially to uh, to head to DC. And it's, it's for those that are coming behind me. It's, it's for my kids and my grandkids. Wow. Now where do people go to find out more about you and more about this campaign? The, uh, the website is Fry and we spell it wrong, but it's F R E I the number four, <laughs> nebraska.com so it's fry the number four nebraska.com and, and steve i would tell you running in this primary is not an option we, we are not running in this primary is not an option we've got to clean this house seat up before president trump gets back into office because we've got one of two options if we if we don't win this primary we're either going to have a very emboldened don bacon that's going to be belligerent to a trump presidency or you're going to have a, a far left Democrat that jeopardizes the control of the House. So this is all in. We, 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 this, this race is, is we've got to win the primary and we're going to win the general. Uh, where do people, I tell you, my team's going to talk to you. I want to try to get you on the morning show. So we'll reach out to you right after this, okay? You got it. Appreciate it. Go with God.
you've got you've got uh, courage is the most important of all virtues because it is upon courage that all the other virtues rest. You heard that before? Brother Fry from Nebraska. That's going to be a tough one. There's going to be a big fight out there. Uh, but it's got to happen. It's just too much, uh, too much insanity. Okay, and my crack producer team here will reach out. We'll try getting back on the morning show tomorrow. Morning show tomorrow is going to be on fire. That I can um, commit to you. One thing, uh, we're going to have uh, EJ and Tony join us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, of course, 3.3% growth today. That's a top-line number, but it's all because of government spending. This is why they, This is why right now they're so afraid to start cutting. Because you're, you're like on a Keynesian, this is like a, you're on a Keynesian crack cocaine high, and they just keep hitting it. So the, the, you'll see your lived experience your lived experience out there as the American citizen doesn't feel like your lived experience may not feel like a robust economy that's that's growing and great. That's what we keep asking you and, and, and saying, hey, look, uh, now's the time to uh, understand this. And that's what we did the end of the dollar empire. We're actually working on a fifth installment. I uh, don't want to give away the name of that. I think we're going to have that up before CPAC. CPAC's at the end of the month. Talk more about CPAC tomorrow. I want everybody to come to CPAC because we're going to have, if you think you had a great time at uh, Turning Point, you're going to have a fantastic time at CPAC as we kick off 2024. But at the end of the Dollar Empire, I'll have the fifth installment up by then. It's totally free. We've redone the fourth with updated numbers about the debt trap. Now, you would think, how do guys put this out? We put the debt trap out in April and May. To be a primer for you for the for the big debt uh, the big debt fight the debt ceiling fight, we've had to update six seven months later we had to update it and when you see the updated numbers your heads are going to blow up. That's the type of crisis you're in. It's now another trillion dollars about every hundred days another trillion dollars every hundred days. You're burying uh, the, this uh, out of control Congress is burying this republic. First off, allowing, not using every tool possible to shut down this government with the CR uh, to force Biden to the table. Uh, also, continues to, to look the other way in these spending bills. I had a very sophisticated hedge fund guy up on Capitol Hill yesterday. He said, these guys are sitting there going, he's giving the presentation. I said, yeah, when's the crisis hit? And he goes, the crisis is here. It's a runaway train. It's going to be so hard to slow this thing down now. So make sure you go to Birch Gold dot com slash Bannon and, and check it out. There are victories and we're having victories every day. But remember, these victories aren't totally permanent victories, just like Trump's. Remember in 16 when Trump won and everybody, a quarter of the of the um, Trump movement just punched out then because they didn't know they didn't. It, it, it's it, they were thinking of politics the old way. They didn't understand that this is now a continual process to save your republic because the neo-Marxists, the people that hate this country and want to destroy it, never sleep. And they never stop thinking of diabolical, diabolical ways they can, like, destroy the American family, destroy this republic. But we have wins. We have a huge win. So I, I want to start with uh, Brandon Showalter. So when you left, I think it was yesterday, you were talking about the great patriots in Ohio, stood up to DeWine and said, no, you're going to veto this. We're going to override the veto. And in, in a uh, props to everybody out there that worked on it in the Ohio House and the Senate overwhelmingly and, and, and showed DeWine, hey, we don't want to hear about your veto. We left the show, and I said, hey, give us give us the battle map. We're, we're, this thing is all over, but where's the next one? He said, Maine's the next big one, Steve. 
Tell me what that was supposed to be. What was the, what I want people to understand the depth of the depravity of this in the great state of Maine. What were they proposing to do, Brandon Showaller? What they were proposing to do, Steve, was turn Maine into California, and I, I link those things very deliberately. Today in committee, and this is extraordinary, a vote went down in the committee, the Judiciary Committee, unanimously to not make Maine a what they call trans-sanctuary state, as has been made in the state of California. This bill had California's fingerprints all over it, so that in light of the victory in Ohio yesterday, which is the 23rd state now throughout the South and Midwest to prohibit the chemical and surgical abuse transing of children, they would make Maine, and I think there's, I think it's Minnesota has done some version of this, or they're considering it, or California, where a child can come to those states and the courts will take over. And so the home jurisdiction, say if a child from now Ohio would go to the state of Maine, but thank not. Thank God not, because that was defeated today. But they can go to California and receive puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and a body disfiguring surgery. And those courts, the child custody provisions, would take over in that state. But thank God it went down in flames in Maine today. But as you were just saying in the intro, don't take your eye off the ball. Because um, as has been the case in previous times in California, they've taken something out of consideration and then they've reintroduced it later. I think it went down pretty resoundingly today in Maine, um, but I think really as, as great as it is to see it go down like it did in Maine, uh, California is where sort of the death star is. If gender ideology is to be dealt a body blow, if it's to be dealt a death blow, it will have to be gone, go down there. Um, protectkidsca.com is where activists out there are trying to put it on the ballot so that they're not okay. trying to have these satellite states in Maine and yeah. other places so that kids can be abused in those other places. But they want them across the country in light of <laughs> through the West, Midwest and South where they have banned these horrible drugs and surgeries for kids. Okay, hang on for a second. I'm going to get you back on here, but i got to go to Sean McBriarty. So, Sean, with the tea up there, Brandon, here's what's hard for the audience, I think, to grasp. When you think of Maine, you think of the woods of Maine and the coast of Maine. I mean, Maine is a stunningly beautiful state. It's one of the most beautiful places on earth. And the people are so down to earth and so great. But once again, like you've got to be quite practical about how one comports oneself in a state like that because the cold winters, the, the deep Maine woods. How does Maine, how does, it, when you, when Brandon first told me about it and you first told me about it, and by the way, Sean's one of the leaders to make sure it got shot down. How do we have Maine with the solid folks we got up there? How are they trying to be the California of the of essentially the East Coast or Northern California? How did this even happen? How did how did how did this thing infect the folks in Maine that this was actually going to be the I think the Judiciary Committee was looking at today before you guys shot it down? How did it happen? Yeah, I think, uh, Steve, honestly, this is a incremental situation that's occurred over decades here in Maine. We say uh, people from away outside of the state of Maine have moved in from states like California or uh, Washington or Connecticut, New York. And it seems like they hate their life there. They move to our beautiful four season country, uh, four season state here in Maine, and then they destroy it with their leftist politics. Uh, the other thing that's really occurred is our educational system has never been worse in our in our state's history. The assessments are bottom barrel. And so you've got this now, this generational kind of push where these kids are popping out of schools and essentially they're all leftist Democrats because that's where the big money is. So 
today's win was just a huge win for parents in Maine and parents all across the country who would have lost custody of their kids based on this LD-1735. It just got shot down unanimously in the Judiciary Committee just a few hours ago. I was there at the Capitol with, with other folks. And um, honestly, Steve, I didn't know if I should be high-fiving folks or bawling my eyes out because the more I hear about these families ripped apart by this big pharma, big medical push, it's just such a difficult situation to rationalize and it's emotional roller coaster, basically. I want you to tell people, take a second and go back. Warren Posse jumped in when you came on to assist you and these great people in Maine to fight it. But just give people a couple of the details. When you describe it, first, when, when Sean comes to me, came to me, I go, dude, that's impossible. It couldn't be in there. And he goes, no, 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 let's go through this. Just walk people through what the madness entailed. Yeah, so this bill, uh, you know, set forth by just a radical Democrat, essentially said, if you if you trans trafficked, if you trans traffic a kid to Maine, the parent, parents have no rights. They have no custody. Police couldn't help them, not only from this state of Maine, but from your originating state. Uh, it was one of those deals where there was no age limits on this bill. Any kid of any age, the way it was written, could self-diagnose their issues. And then it only takes 20 minutes to a half an hour to get a therapist to write a letter that says, oh, yeah, that kid's definitely trans. And then you get this situation where between puberty blockers, which are really chemical castration drugs, and all of these uh, uh, phallioplasty, for example, I, I actually put up a, uh, on my Twitter at Sean McBriarty and Parney, one of the co-sponsors, was also the judiciary chair. I put a phallioplasty picture that you can't show on your network today because it's gratuitous yeah. gore. The pictures were taken down off of yeah. Twitter yesterday because, again, the same reason. But it is an amazing situation where parents just don't fully understand and can't comprehend the evil that these folks are putting into these bills. It's it's pure insanity, Steve. Now, you know, I, I want to say you, you gave us uh, what you put up. We actually ran it by Real, uh, Lindell TV, the Real America Voice guys for both shows. We came to the conclusion it's too graphic to show. and, and But. I do believe people need to see this because I don't think you can understand the scale of this madness. Let me, I want you to hang around, but go back to Brandon for one second. But right. for the citizens of Maine and the hardworking, I spent a lot of time up in Maine. I've got family up there. My uh, great grandfather, I think I've said, uh, was part of the first Maine Calvary. He and his brother were first Maine Calvary during the Civil War. Um, how did they comprehend this i mean when when you lay this out to basic citizens are they sitting there going this is crazy we're not going to let this happen i mean how did this infiltrate enough to get actually get into a committee and what did the average citizens up there think about these things many of these policies steve that are promoting gender ideology and the medicalization of of children and of youth it's because of the lgbt you know, Q, emphasis on TQ, uh, <laughs> mafiosa-like tactics. They, they want this ideology spread wherever they can get it. A lot of this, and I will reiterate, does come out of California. So they've got a full-fledged grip on the Democratic Party. You do see some socially conservative uh, Democrats in the South joining Republicans and banning this stuff in those states. But they're trying to push these policies all over the country. And you would think even with sort of the rough you know, hardy citizens of a place like Maine, if it if it votes traditionally Democratic, they've got a grip on those kinds of uh, of legislatures and if governor's offices. You it can't be emphasized enough just how much sway those ideologues have over over that party. Certainly in many states and certainly at the national level, they are dug in, they are locked in. 
Um, so it, none of it's rational. And a lot of people just don't know about it because they've been able to operate by stealth. But I think with yesterday's um, prevailing in Ohio and in California, they haven't introduced a trans bill yet this year so far. I wonder if they're reading the tea leaves. But so much comes out of the epicenter of California. That, that is a huge, that's a huge important point to remember. Uh, and if they defeat it there, it will be defeated nationwide, Steve. Is is uh, Sean back to you? Is is uh, Brandon right? Did they try to hold? Uh, did they try to hold back the details? I mean, in Maine specifically, given the horrific oh. nature of what this and over the top nature, did they did they did they try to hold this and not want to get the information out? Yeah, they tried to sneak this in. And in fact, one of the things that uh, I really want to make sure is, is said here is that the, the way you have to expose this, right? And then you have to turn that exposure into action steps. I believe in this case, the outpouring of support from the war room posse and others across the country put pressure on these legislators. But yeah, they're trying to sneak this in. This bill was supposed to go to committee last week. There was a huge outpouring of support all across the country. And then they moved it to a week later, hoping that things would calm down. And again, with, with the help of yourself and others around the country, War Room Posse got behind, wrote the emails, put the pressure on. And basically we said, look, we're not going to take this. And we need, you know, we can accept these wins. But we have to remain vigilant because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And honestly, what I think is conservatives have been asleep at the wheel for years. I had a great conversation at lunch today at the Capitol building with a friend of mine. She said, people are finally starting to wake up. And I think, Steve, maybe we found out where the line is. Brandon just mentioned California. I say Maine is the California of the East Coast. But maybe now that line is even the crazy Democrats here in this state won't go as far as butchering kids for profit. Sean, how do people get to your site and get to your social media? We got to use this. What's happened in the last 40 hours, 48 hours, Ohio and Maine, I think gives us momentum. We got to take this nationwide. And clearly, Brandon's right about focusing on California. But they're trying to do this all over the country, including in red states. So we got to use this and fire. We got to use this muzzle velocity, fire off the football. So where do people go to find out more about you? Yeah, I appreciate it. 2024 has to be the year of exposure to parental rights and educational freedom. It is something that you need to take this exposure, turn it into action at Sean McBriarty on Twitter and at Getter, main source of truth, uh, K through 12 educational horrors. I just had Brandon on the other day with uh, his documentary exposing some of this transgender just, you know, horror show. So main source of truth is a place to hear the educational horrors that are going on. You can download that anywhere. And I certainly appreciate everybody's support. I appreciate the War Room Posse. And uh, you guys had my back and uh, the backs of, of parents across the United States. So thank you very much, Steve, for just the outpouring of support. Sean, thank you. The Warren Posse really appreciate you being the tip of the spear. So thanks. Thank you. Brandon, the same question to you. We've got guys like Sean, you know, you've got in every state, you're seeing these warriors pop up. How do we start to, what do we need to do? Because this audience, I'm telling you, nothing far, <laughs> as bad as the invasion is a thing, I think this is personal. Nothing gets this audience more furious than the situation with these children, and particularly what happens to the parents and the families that you don't have control, and they're coming in and telling you what you're going to do, and your kids get your kids get butchered, and then they want... I mean, it's so sick and so depraved and so over the top. People on an emotional basis get fired up for this. So what do we got to do? Yeah. I think what you have to do is humanize the issue and familiarize yourself with the suffering and the pain of these families. You played, you know, a vic the, the mother who was falling apart the other day on your pod when we, when I was on and 
her daughter underwent that very surgery that's too graphic to show that where they carve up the forearm to make a fake penis out of it. What I think people need to do, the war room posse, <laughs> is to take the fight to the belly of the beast. If you want to disembowel the gender behemoth, it must be won in the state of California. Great to see it prevail, uh, sanity prevail in Ohio. Great to see that horrible bill go down in flames today in the state of Maine. But California is where this fight must be won. Because if it goes down there, it goes down nationwide, potentially worldwide. ProtectKidsCA.com. Parents are fighting back to put that initiative on the ballot. And if voters reject it and the polling indicates that people, even in these very blue states, do not support cutting off the body parts of children and rendering them sterile via these drugs, if it goes down there, it goes down. There will be a lot of carnage, a lot of fallout. Um, but familiarize yourself uh, with the pain of these families, because I promise you, Steve, once you hear about how these families, as I keep saying, are torn to shreds, you will never be the same again. When you stare into the abyss and you see the brutalized bodies, you see the children that have been rendered sterile, you see teenage girls with gashes across their chests because they've had their breasts amputated, boys with maimed crotches, you're never the same again. But God is good, and I believe the wind is at our backs, the, en the energy is shifting, but the fight must be won in the state of California because that's the epicenter, in my opinion. Okay. Then we're going to California. We'll, I'll, get, I'll talk to you afterwards and we'll figure this out. Uh, where they go for your social media, all of it, where they can find out more about you, the great content you put out, all of it. Thank you, Steve. At Brandon M. Show is my handle on X, which is formerly Twitter. I would also urge everybody to check out deadnamedocumentary.com. That profiles the families that have been ripped to shreds, like I said. And I will say, check out generationindoctrination.com. That is our documentary style podcast, brand new episode tomorrow. And we are bringing Amazing. the stories that no one else is. We've gone to hell and back to do it, but christianpost.com, generationindoctrination.com. And it's also available on all platforms. We will link to that tomorrow to make sure people get the new episode. Thank, Thank you, you, Brandon. Steve. Thank you. As this audience knows, this is not my land of country. Um, but it may be one of the most important fights we have. They are, I th I'm not sure that anything that we cover, anything we bring on, that's why I'm so proud of what the folks in Maine did and what the folks in Ohio did, these heroes. Uh, the war room posse, jumping in on both of them, you're just extraordinary. Um, nothing to show the demonic nature of this attack on the American family than this. And like I said, this is not something I wake up every day so we got to cover. I know we must cover it, and we have to cover it because it's demonic. This is the spiritual warfare manifested in our sphere of living. Short commercial break, back in a moment. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert 
an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Question, who protects the troops who protect us? Well, we will. Imagine you're serving halfway around the world and you learn the title to your home, that legal document that proves it's actually yours has been forged and it's not in your name anymore. But we can't let that happen and we won't let it happen. Home title theft is a clear and present danger for all homeowners. And that's why I trust Home Title Lock. And now Home Title Lock is protecting those who protect us and giving back. For every subscription you purchase from Home Title Lock, they'll donate one year of free service to a military family in your name. Our troops deserve the peace of mind in knowing that while they protect us, Home Title Lock protects their most valuable asset. We all need to protect the title to our homes. I'll share updates, but for now, please join me. Protect your home's title at HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon and use promo code Bannon. And when you do, they'll protect the home of a service member in your name. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. Do this for the troops. Do it today. Use your agency. True or false? Using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. DoneWithDebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt. And that debt will take years to pay off, if you pay it off at all. Done With Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer. And taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done With Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first. Chat with a Done With Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt-fighting strategies are time-sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit DoneWithDebt.com. That's DoneWithDebt.com. Do it today. Take action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. GDP, GDP numbers that came out this morning, uh, they really stood out to me. I mean, first of all, I was thinking, wow, because it was just so much better than we expected. But the other thought that comes to mind is, what recession? Remember, for so long, we heard the U.S. economy would be in recession right about now. And instead, it looks like that soft landing that so many people thought was basically impossible is actually happening. The economy growing at 3.3%. Uh, that is very impressive. One economist describing that as boomy. Another calling this the recession that wasn't. And one of the big drivers here is Americans continue to shop. They went on a shopping spree this holiday season, and that is continuing to keep this economy afloat. But 
none of this is to suggest that the economy is perfect. It's not. Uh, there are real affordability challenges out there. And we know that Janet Yellen is addressing that in this speech right now, talking about how it is too hard to be a working parent in America, how they need to do more to help people deal with uh, housing and child care. I mean, housing is a big one. The fact that uh, mortgage rates are so high and home prices have spiked to record highs means it's very unaffordable. This chart shows how the median um, monthly payment to get a mortgage right now is swallowing up a bigger and bigger portion of paychecks. And that is a problem. And that is something that this administration, that Janet Yellen and the president have to address because Boris and Brianna, as you guys know, when people think about the economy, that's what they're thinking about. They're thinking about housing and childcare and the price of gasoline. They're not thinking about GDP. 100%. And I want to get the best for going through the numbers, EJ and Tony. So EJ, I saw the top line number today. I said, hey, you look at the lived experience of people and you particularly look at this math. And this is, folks, understand, this is why this Keynesian model is now out of control. With this type of unemployment, if it was our unemployment, if this type of unemployment, you would never be juicing the economy like you're doing. They're going to have another budget they're going to approve at uh, over $2 trillion deficit, $7 trillion of total spending. You just saw, and by the way, EJ is the first guy to tell you about the, 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 uh, the charge on the interest payments, the first guy to tell you about how refinancing the debt is structurally putting in higher interest rates. And this is why people are getting crushed. People are getting crushed right now because the rents are too high, the, housing's too, the housing mortgages are too high, the auto loans are too high, and that's not going away anytime soon. On top of this, just remember what we're finding the supplemental next week on, on the border and on Ukraine's another hundred billion dollars. And they're coming out with a they're coming out with a child tax credit and tax cuts for entrepreneurs. And we are for entrepreneurs. Remember, every time we talk about the alternative economy, in fact, Patriot Mobile is a great example. Glenn's story and the team over there at Patriot, Patriot Mobile, this, this conservative Christian mobile a company, PatriotMobile.com, go check out all their services. They, they lay on top of the wire services and provide you incredible phone service, right? And they give 10% of their profits to organizations like first responders, like people fighting for the right for life. They, they back up your values. But that kind of entrepreneur, they're, they're, our ta they're gonna have these tax cuts in for this kind of separate package they're gonna bring forward on child tax credit. But with inflation, you would never do another Keynesian stimulus to the economy. This thing's another $80 billion. So that's $180 billion over and above the $7 trillion that they're spending anyway with $2 trillion in debt. EJ, you're the best at really going through the numbers to sp talk to adults like adults. Right there, you saw CNN and MSNBC. These guys, or a lot of them are saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't start high-fiving on this thing because it, it's pretty gnarly when you look under the hood, sir. Steve, I, I think that's an understatement. You know, a lot of people were quick to point out that that it is a decent growth rate and that we added over $300 billion to the economy in a quarter. And, and yeah, that sounds like a lot, except we also exploded the debt during the same quarter, not by $300 billion, but by $800 billion. So this idea that, that somehow this is sustainable or that this is real growth, I'm sorry, but that's just a complete fiction. We are borrowing our way uh, to, to quote unquote prosperity, which is, which is obviously a total fallacy. You can't do that. This is not going to end well, but I can assure you it is certainly going to end. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Slow, 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 slow down. 
I want to go back and make sure people know the math. We had we were thirty one point four trillion when they when McCon- uh, when McCarthy did the debt limit deal, which wasn't which was uh, gave Biden total uncontrolled runway for two years past the twenty four election to take that control out of your hands so you couldn't vote on it. Since that time, I think we're we're thirty four point two right now. But between September eighteenth when we hit thirty three, and December twenty eighth when we hit thirty four was 100 days. What EJ just said right there, in one quarter, in one quarter, $800 billion. There were, there were decades that we would go. And I mean, in modern history, there were decades ago you wouldn't add $800 billion. This is insanity. This can't, and they're sitting there talking, you, you fuse that much stimulus into the, into the uh, economy. I mean, this is how inflation is not going to go away, particularly for the lived experience of what is a real basket of goods for the for the common man, sir. Right. And, you know, Steve, when we look at uh, the category called government expenditures, you know, that really is just what government is directly writing a check for. Those are things that that it is buying itself. It does not include transfer payments. So all of the money that that government uh, is giving to people essentially to fuel consumer spending that government is just taking out debt in order to, to give that check to somebody so that they can go spend it. That's not included in the government category, but we really need to start thinking about that as part of, of what percentage of the economy the government actually controls. So it's far larger than what it appears at first when you look at these numbers. But but even if you want to just look at, at the consumer spending versus the, the government spending for a second, what you find is now for six quarters in a row, we've had the we've had government expenditures growing faster than consumer expenditures or consumer spending. Uh, I mean, again, unsustainable is just the word of the day here. What, um, what, how is this, since you, you've got this and you've had, you've had the quarter, we now know, and CNBC and the Financial Times come with articles that the credit card situation is getting more and more of a crisis for people as their credit cards now coming from the holidays. Because remember, what they just said is that the consumers were still there for the holidays on the credit cards. Walk me through how this plays out. You've been pretty good at saying, hey, folks, here's where I think this is going. As you see it right now with this situation on Capitol Hill, how do you see this playing out? Well, you know, unfortunately, Steve, it just really doesn't seem like like we have enough political pressure on the politicians to, to get them to slow down the spending. So that means it looks like things are going to continue down the trajectory that they're on currently, which is not good. It means not only people, but the government continuing to, to spend and borrow money that we simply don't have. On the on a personal level, what does that look like? It looks like people getting further and further into credit card debt. One of the things that we saw uh, last quarter was not only people maxing out their credit cards, but then choosing to not stop there to use these buy now, pay later plans to then borrow even more. So they're, they're stretching themselves even further. They're pushing that leverage even further. And what's going to happen now going forward, I think, is that you are going to increasingly see people use more and more of their income just to service their debt, not pay it down, but just make the minimum payments and just do enough essentially to get by. Because you have to remember, they couldn't get by before they got into debt. Now that they're in debt, they still can't pay their bills. And now they have an interest expense on top of that. And so the, the government parallel to that is that in this report, for the first time ever, annualized interest payments on the debt 
hit a trillion dollars. And so that means that now going forward, we're going to see that number continue to go up. So we're going to be spending more than a trillion dollars a year. Again, not to pay down the debt. We are just talking about the interest on the debt, just the just essentially to keep this Ponzi scheme going. Tell me, I want to go back because I had some hedge fund guys in here and they're calculating. And I want to talk to you about Yellen playing some games. I think Yellen, I think Treasury and the Fed are working in unison. It's not supposed to be like that. The Fed's supposed to be independent. Treasury's doing the thing. But Yellen has abandoned uh, financing this government long term, which is the way you should do it, with mm -hmm. 10s and 30s. She's Everything's T-bills, T-notes. I mean, they are in kind of a Ponzi scheme that every 69 days, because it can't go long. Right, because they're afraid of getting stuck with these with these higher rates, um, or sticking people with the bonds too. Tell me about uh, tell me about how you derive that number that gets you to a, a trillion dollars annually. Certainly. So what you essentially do is you look at how much uh, government actually paid in interest this past quarter, Q4, the, the last quarter of, of 2023. And then you say, okay, if the same conditions that exist here were to exist in the next three quarters, so we had a whole year of this four quarters in a row, how much would the government actually spend in interest? That's what we call an annualized rate. You take what, what happened in a, a certain time period and you stretch it out over the course of an entire year. You can do this quarterly, monthly, uh, uh, you know, how, however you want. But at the end of the day, uh, what we see now is that you are literally paying from, again, from here on out, over a trillion dollars a year just in interest on the debt. This it's difficult to emphasize how, how bad of a situation we are getting in here. This is this is very quickly approaching that that credit death spiral, if you will, where you just simply can not only can you not get out of the debt, but you get hopelessly further and further into the debt because again, you can't pay your own bills, and now you can't pay the interest expense on top of that. And so the interest expense, even if you can get the spending down, the interest expense constantly compounds and makes your situation worse and worse over time. If this is why this audience is so important to, to, to do the wake up call here, if we left these politicians, for, first of all, the Democrats are, it is scary how little they understand and how less they care. They literally just think it's a perpetual money creating machine in the Fed, that there's no consequences of this. This audience, particularly since we have so many working uh, class people that are have followed macroeconomics with us over the last couple of years in capital markets, middle-class people, particularly entrepreneurs have their own businesses. Um, people understand the, the tightrope we're walking. If we just allow the political class to wait until the crisis absolutely comes when you have no, no way to maneuver, every day you're getting less and less alternatives. That's why we got to do it today. That's, that's, this is why... When they talk about we don't want to shut down the government, they don't want to talk. They don't want to take MSNBC and CNN saying bad things about them. That's a crisis. The only way you're going to solve this, you have to lance the ball. The way to lance the ball and say we're not doing this anymore. We're going to stop. This is insanity. And this is why I say, and I disagreed with Seb the other day. We got to bet on this. That when President Trump takes over, the overwhelming pressure of the financial crisis, given the spending, because we could have $37 trillion by the time President Trump gets there. Uh, we also have his tax cuts that come up for renewal in the first month that he'll be in office in his second term. In addition, we'll have, according to Todd Bensman, 12 to 14 million illegal alien invaders that all got to be deported. Though That convergence of that crisis will keep us, yes, we're going to go after the deep state. 
Absolutely, from day one. Will that be the number one priority of you have to take, care, take out this police state? I think it's going to have to be the number three priority. You can do a lot of things during the working day, but the reality is we're building the head up on a financial crisis that's going to wipe out. And you're already seeing this is why Trump's polling's getting so good with people under 30 and under 35 years old. The light bulb's coming on and they're saying, hey, it's impossible for me to have the same opportunities my parents had. It's impossible for me to have the same life that my parents have. There's a piece out today. I don't know where it is. My team showed it to me. 40%, I think it's a 40% of people under 40 are still getting, still getting money from their parents. They're paying their, their, for everything from pay, paying their, their cell phone bill and all of it. And the reason is you can't make ends meet in, in modern America, sir. Steve, a hundred percent. And and you have to ask yourself, where is all, all the money going? And I don't just literally mean the money as in the sense of the number of dollar bills, but more so, I, I guess I should say the value. Where is the value of my work going? Why is it that my paycheck is bigger, but, but it buys less? So the value is, is going down. What is happening to all of the value that, that I produce in society, which my employer used to compensate me for, and, and I used to be able to go out and then take that value and afford a home, afford a decent car. I used to be able to support a family, and now I can't do any of those things anymore. Where did the value go? I think it's really important for people to understand, and, and probably most of this audience, since they're so well-informed, they already understand it, but it, you know, it bears repeating. That is getting siphoned off through the hidden tax of inflation. Every time the Fed prints a dollar that the Treasury doesn't have but is spending anyway, what happens? They are siphoning off a small portion of the value of all the dollars that exist throughout the world, and they're putting it into that new dollar that they just created. Multiply that by trillions, and that's what they've done over the last several years. And that's why people feel poorer today. It's because they literally are. Yeah, and the purchasing power of the dollar dropped significantly. Uh, EJ, where can people go to get more about your content? Uh, to, I know you got a, a lively, comes in a little hot every now and again on the numbers, uh, social media, Twitter, all that. Where do, where do people go? Twitter's the best place to find me. The handle there is at real EJ Antoni. Brother, thank you. Thank you for your announcement. I got to have you back on. Yellen and the Fed are working. Yellen is... She's actually doing yeoman work for Biden of keeping this liquidity machine going. She's looking at pockets. She's doing a bunch of you, she's doing some very slick and sneaky stuff to keep the Ponzi scheme going. I want to get you back on and, and break it down maybe tomorrow early next week. Be my pleasure. EJ Antony, the man over at Heritage and uh, working with Steve Moore and the team uh, to uh, to break down all the numbers. I talked about the, the deep state and the uh, administrative state and taking on the deep state. You remember Seb said, hey, this is going to be our number one priority. Don't get me wrong. It's a, in my CPAC speech, I said it was one of the three priorities. It still is. The urgency of doing it now is actually greater. You saw President Trump today. We didn't have any time to play it, but President Trump testified, not that it's any audio, but he testified for three minutes today. And the judge was sitting there. I think they, you know, people were saying, uh, you know, oh, you ought to have marshals there ready to drag him off. He says, these people are insane. They're absolutely insane. And this completely phony uh, defamation thing is just another insane. It's just to take him off. I mean, think how tired you would be. You know, we work pretty hard at the, at the war room, but we're focused. We can stay in one location. I mean, we do travel a lot and do the show from other places. But look at Trump. Trump's in these courtrooms, and that's pressure-packed the entire time. They're saying terrible things about you, trying to take your money, trying to take your company, trying to put you in jail. 
Then he gets on a plane, goes up, and he's doing hour, hour and a half things at this rally. This is why the Nikki Haley situation. And now you got guys that they're on C saying, oh, we ought to, we're going to pass a referendum next week that end this. No, you guys started it and you exacerbated it by the phony, um, the phony debate you had to keep this thing going. And that's why Nikki feels she's empowered to go do it. But President Trump is going to take on the deep state. And, and Seb's right at that. It's going to be a priority. I don't think it'll be the number one priority because you've got to get the economy, the capital markets, the finances of the country, and this invasion stopped. And this bill is not going to pass. And that's not because President Trump saying, don't pass it for a political gain. He's saying it's a horrible codifies the invasion. Why would we possibly want that? We don't want that. President Trump just by himself in the first 100 days is going to do so much to shut down this border and to start detentions and deportations. Then we'll go codify because we're going to have a sweeping win. But in that administrative state, one of those things is this is why we have silent, slnt.com. Make sure you go there. They're the premier manufacturer of these Faraday bags. So, so to make sure that when you're, having your, when you're not having your conversations, your phone, your iPad, your computer is tucked in something that both foreign operators, intelligence agencies, domestic surveillance, anybody can get to your can get to your devices. You have to take that extra precaution today. Hey, Peter Navarro, Dr. Navarro, one of our major contributors, got four months in a federal prison a day. Just saying, four months in a federal prison. And what did Dr. Navarro do? He stood up for the Constitution. Stood up for the Constitution. That's what he did. For that uh, for that crime, that's he's going to spend four months in a federal prison. So hey. You know the apparatus is against President Trump. You know the apparatus against everybody that defends President Trump. So make sure that, uh, that you go check it out. Go check Silent, S-L-N-T.com. It's one of the best companies, oldest companies in this space. Make sure you check it out, all the different products, particularly the Faraday bags for your iPads, your computers, your phones. Check it out today. Uh, Lou Dobbs is going to follow us. Mike Lindell is going to make a special announcement. I think there's some New Hampshire, some things happening up there. Mike Lindell is always focused on getting into paper ballots and getting rid of the machines. Uh, although Paxton, I think, told me from what I believe, you know, I'm not a machine guy. Not that I don't think machines were some, somehow involved in some places, but I just look at the mail-in ballots, and I think Paxton looks at it the same way. That's how they stole 2020. They are all over stealing this in 2024. Of that note, now, we're going to do two days live next week from Las Vegas with Charlie Kirk, Jack Basovic, um, Lindell will be out there, all of us to get to the bottom of this fiasco with the RNC. They're calling now, oh, we need a referendum at the RNC to say this thing's over and Trump's presumptive nominee. You should have done that $500 million ago. This is a disaster and the RNC created it. Uh, two things people always ask me, the energy, first off, my pride and joy, baby, the Warpath coffee. Make sure you go to Warpath, the warpath.coffee slash um, war room, you get the discounts. The feedback we've gotten on this is amazing. I'm a dark roast guy. You got Mariner's Blend with that very subtle skull and crossbones. That's a dark roast. But look, if you're a mild roast or a breakfast blend or anything, we got all those. Just go to warpath.coffee, check it all out. Tage Gill and the team of Navy SEALs. You get up early and get a, uh, and get a, a shot of this, get a big old pot of this going. Also, we're so proud of this. And the feedback we've gotten is unbelievable. Remember, the greatest concentration of nutrients known to man is beef liver. This is grass-fed beef liver, sacredhumanhealth.com. Go there, immerse yourself, immerse yourself in the information on that site. But remember, beef livers, particularly grass-fed beef livers, the best, the finest made in America here. 
uh, the nutrients. It's got vitamin A, B12, D. This is for uh, your immune system, your brain, your energy, your heart, all of it. Don't take these synthetic multivitamins, okay? We're back 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Stick around for Lou Dobbs. We're back 10 a.m. Stick around. See you then. The apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and your cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com fieldofgreens.com make sure you take take it today use your agency action 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 fieldofgreens.com promo code bannon 60 if you want to take care of your heart and those you care about please go to warroomhealth.com that's warroomhealth.com all one word warroomhealth.com use the code warroom at checkout to save 67 percent of your first shipment that's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. War Room Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.